So much of my story unfolds by moonlight. This is a tale of midnight wakings and forced marches before dawn. Since this nightmare began, I do not dare undress, even to go to bed. I wear my dressing gown, my hair is prepared, and my shoes are set beside me. I have no idea when we will be summoned to rise. We have moved, as in the worst of dreams, slowly toward this place. There is no logic other than the sleepwalker's obedience to follow instruction, which we cannot resist. An actual lunacy. Now, I have control only of this, my record of what happened to us, to me. I have committed a single sin, my one terrible transgression. I pray to be absolved. In this recording of memory lies all meaning to my life. Let my will prevail in this, my ultimate wish, to salvage something of value from this tragedy. The rest, as my mother says, is in God's hands. When I look back, as I must in the short time allotted to me now, I can see the exact moment when our lives changed. At last light, on the 13th of March, 1917. I recorded the moment, but not the significance. The palace went dark before dinner could be served. The electricity failed without warning. One moment, the rooms were familiar, warm and bright, every sconce lit, the chandeliers aglow. The next second, there was a growing cold and blackness. Winter penetrated the window glass, and night invaded the Alexander Palace. Our halls, rooms, and stairways became alien. I walked blind into darkness. At the time, as light disappeared from the palace, I thought the event was an incident, not an ending. The palace elevator stopped working, and Mama had to climb the stairs in the dark to reach the children's wing. She arrived, pale by the faint lantern light, and her fine hand was shaking. Lily Den, the most loyal of the ladies-in-waiting, rushed to her side. For a moment, when the hallway door opened, we heard a strange sound, like water running. But then it stopped. Frozen, Mama whispered to Lily. The pipes are frozen, and there are leaks everywhere. Mama became aware of me, standing at the top of the short, private staircase that connected our bedroom to hers. It was at this moment that Mama singled me out for the first time ever in my life. Marie, dress yourself. You must come downstairs. You must sleep down here in the red room. The other children will stay upstairs. I never imagined Mama would select me for a special mission, or turn to me for help in an emergency. I expected she would ask Tatiana, who is closest to her, or Olga, the eldest. But both of my two older sisters were too ill to go anywhere. Three days before, all the children had fallen sick, except me. Somehow, I escaped the contagion the fever, and blistering rash of the measles that attacked them. My sisters and brother 
had been put to bed upstairs in the green room in the children's wing, which had become a makeshift infirmary. Olga, Tatiana, my youngest sister, Anastasia, Schweips, and my brother, Alexei, lay listless in their sickbeds, their blisters intolerable, their lives in danger. One of the ladies-in-waiting, Anya, was also stricken and was put on a rolling camp bed in the dark alcove off the first-floor hallway.